You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. What's up, everybody? This is Thule. It's Ralph. We're going to start, I guess, the end of the year off, proceeding into the new year with some, maybe I guess some, some new things. So we want to start off with um, talking about being vulnerable, which JT is very good at. No. No, no, you are. Relationship. Oh, okay. See, you didn't let me get there. <laughs> Relationship-wise, he's very good at saying whatever I guess you need to say. Yeah, because, you know, that's what my struggle was in the beginning. Is yeah, and then you've gotten so much better. vocal about how I am or how we are within our relationship. Right. Now. Where I suck. <laughs> we have a uh, part two to that. I guess you would say there's a part two. Yeah, so part two is that I just realized through counseling that he is also not expressing his personal feelings. <laughs> yeah, so. Like I said, we're really good at communicating between each other. But when it comes to me being vocal about the things that I have going on personally, it just doesn't happen. You're like, nope, not doing it. And um, I and then she under and then she's trying to understand it, and she thinks I don't care. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I mean, my brain is just yeah. I'm tired. Like I come home, I work ten to eleven hours a day. I come home, and now I have to be a dad and a husband, and that's really hard. In my line of work, um, but I well, I just say it's hard for you because somebody. It's just hard for me. Maybe yeah. you know some people are really good at it, and maybe they've been doing it for a while, right. or maybe it's just something that, you know, it, they were able to learn a lot faster than myself. But yes, it's very hard. And what I was struggling to do, or what I never did, was explain that to Ralph that right. hey, I don't want to do shit because I because I'm tired. Yeah mentally more than anything i mean once you're mentally tired it it makes you feel like everything else is tired right and so i'm just basically like this asshole don't care and we are not gonna make it because i'm like you know you're just being selfish and i was like you know i need you to help me i need you to do this and instead of him saying Today, babe, I think I just want to just come home and not do anything, which would be understandable. Like, I just had a rough day. I just want to come home and not do nothing, like nothing. That's understandable. Instead of coming home and saying, yes, I will do this, and then don't do it. Yeah, I think I struggle because I have to come home and do something because then I'm not participating in any doing chores, which I need to, you know, continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not paying attention to the kids, Mm -hmm. which is what I need to continue to do. So what I probably should do is come home, do chores, be involved. And and then after everybody's, you know, about nine o'clock, then I can shut down. Yeah. Um, But that's hard to maintain that additional hour or so of just going. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I just went for like 10 hours at work. Right. So, you know, this is just me getting that. The routine, I guess. Um, I suck at having... We all... I mean, we don't really have a routine. Well, we do when it comes to what time we want to get the kids to bed and the process of that. Mm -hmm. But we do so much stuff 
that on. Well, after that eight o'clock time, then it's all haywire, basically. Right. So it's. But from time we get home until eight o'clock is structure. From <laughs> eight until we go to bed, there's no structure Zero. because it's it's either picking up from what didn't happen yesterday or God forbid days before that, on top of what needs to happen sometime soon or the next day. So it's like trying to compact all of that into what I guess like three hours. Right. Prom, and, just yeah. give you a prime example. Washing clothes. <laughs> so I can wash five piles of clothing. Mm-hmm. But four days can go by and neither one of us have folded a thing. Mm-mm. And we just have a giant pile of clothes. In the guest bedroom. <laughs> In the guest bedroom that mm-hmm. need to be folded. Mm-hmm. And these are the, you know, it's just the struggle of doing a lot with no real routine. I think the, the routine. <laughs> I mean, outside of the kids and that piece of it, right? Well, it's like, you know, when we talked about routine, especially when it came to chores, the structure of it, you didn't like because you said you're more spontaneous. So it was kind of like, well, then for me to... I guess get through. I had to let that part go because I was the one, like I'm the routine one. I like, you know, I'm kind of like predictable. I like things black and white, black and white. Yeah. And so I like, okay, for me not to have a whole aneurysm, let me go ahead and just (laughs) let that go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because, you know, it's, it's just, it's what it is. Do I hate it? Yes. But I mean, we got clean clothes. When I can get to it, we do get to it. It's just it just takes sometimes days or weeks for that to happen. Right. Okay. So also, let's go back to the feelings. Now I did have a question for you, and I don't, I don't know if you thought about this because you know all this is just new to me. So I thought we were just working on the communication through the relationship, but now I see there's two parts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to marriage. To your craziness. <laughs> <laughs> now, not to say that he wasn't happy, but because your father travels so much, do you think that's why you have a loss of uh, that balance there because you didn't see it? Because, you know, it was like when he came home, it was the weekend, so there wasn't no, you didn't see him come home from work, deal with y'all, deal with your mom, and then how I mean, whatever I, he did. From a male perspective, the consistency or the routine that I saw was work. Well, that's what provided, I'm saying. So because right? you so, didn't see that balance, do you think that's why you don't really have the blueprint of like, okay, I know because I see my dad do this. So it's like now you have to make up your own. So. Yes, yes and no. Because I still picked up a lot from my mother. Now, establishing routine is not my personality. So that's always been a struggle for me across the board. That's at work too. Okay. Like I just got really good at that. And that's because I'm in meetings all day. So I have to understand where I'm going, what time I need to leave this meeting to make sure I make this meeting on time, mm-hmm. what floor do I need to go to, mm-hmm. et cetera. Everything else still sucks. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just continuously trying to create it. And I think it'll get easier as I continue to work at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yes, my father never provided the consistency around the household. Right, yeah. Uh, like you said, because he traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, you know, he did here and there. He did chores here and there, but it wasn't a yeah, routine he was all, because yeah. he wasn't there. He wasn't there, yeah. So I picked it up more so from my mother, but again, 
I'm not necessarily seeing it from a fatherly perspective. I right, which is I feel you needed to see it from because you emulate like, okay, this this is uh I relate to this because daddy's a man, I'm a man, okay, boom, this is what I'm supposed to do. But it's like, okay, I know mom says do the dishes or whatever, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah, and I think I picked up a lot of concepts. And maybe it's because I didn't see it as often as I, I probably should have. Mm-hmm. But, like, my grandfather, my mother's father, he was really good at, like, my mother's side was more like blue collar, I guess you would say. Not super corporate. Right. right? So, my grandfather was very hands-on. Like, okay. Okay. I see he saying. basically renovated their house. Mm-hmm. Um, he did all the outdoor work. So I saw, I mean, he fixed the cars. I mean, I saw, I watched him do that and I tried to pick up a lot of those qualities, but I didn't see it all the time. Right. I got you. So it wasn't consistent for me. Yeah. So consistency has always been <laughs> a I struggle think that's what for you me. See. Right. Yeah, because that's... you did not see consistency, then you, you're you not used to having consistency in your life. Right. I'll give you an example. Like going to college was a struggle to study. Because I never consistently studied in high school. This is true. Because I could literally learn everything in class. Right. And then just be done. And I'd be good. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a That's gift, good. I guess. Yeah. But then when you get to but another level. But when you level, get to college and, yeah. you know, you're getting these ridiculous problems and you're like, mm, I could probably get the answer. The question is, is how do I get to that <laughs> how answer? How do I get to that answer? Right. So it's, that was a huge struggle for me. But be, again, never any consistency, consistency because... Yeah. I could ever flow through being really good at getting good grades and mm-hmm. just living life, but getting to college, it was a different level of require or different level required from me mm-hmm. to be successful. So to be honest, I probably didn't get consistency until almost the end, junior year. Yeah, probably junior year. Well, mm-hmm. sophomore year. I would say sophomore year because going into the semester to pledge. You had, had to get to your, be, get, yeah. You had I mean, to get all your I could do together. was study. Um, and shit, I made really good grades. But, again, that was the only thing that I could do. So that was, that's actually what helped me create the consistency from a studying perspective. Um, but then once I graduated college, that all went out the window. it all went out the window because now I'm starting a whole new life. And now I have to figure out how to create consistency in corporate America. Um, so you just didn't carry that over. You were just like, fresh slate. Start right, so, over. so again, I try to treat it like high school. Um, the quicker I learn, the less I have to worry about later on. When that's not very true, because no. the only way to learn in IT is to actually re- or redundancy or repetitive yeah. mm-hmm. um, work. So as you're continuously doing it, that's how you become an expert. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that, you know. So, so you trying to wing it. So I'm like, boom! I remember. And then a month later, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't don't remember remember. it. Yeah. So, you know, again, I was creating a consistency from an engineering perspective. Like, how do I apply the same concepts um, in my everyday work life? Right. So this is where my father was really good. Right. So I kind of tried to tap into that. And that's kind of how I got really good at it. I was like, oh, boom, this is what I need to do. And I need to do this until I remember (laughs) <laughs> and I need to write it down. And I should have a knowledge base of all the shit that I've learned. Mm-hmm. That way I can always refer back to it. If you need to. Right. So doing that helped me create a massive knowledge base. And I was able to learn a lot faster. Um, 
or retain information and can refer back to it if I need to. So, yeah, consistency has always been my downfall. But then it turns out it helps you in the end. But it turns out that if I do it, I would be awesome. And I could probably live up to my full potential. (laughs) If you just be consistent. Execution, folks. Yeah. It's all about the execution. So with that being said, so you, again, you've always known what your shortcomings, your opportunities are. Not necessarily executing (laughs) the changes you need to make for those opportunities. So when you do have issues outside of marriage because other elements other than marriage come into play to you like work outside family issues friends friends stuff like that why as a 30 something year old man in a committed marriage did you feel like i can't bring those barriers into my marriage to let her know today is just not a good day well Marriage is already, I'm not necessarily hard, but it it's work. it requires a level of work. Yes. Now, if I add more bullshit to it, not necessarily bullshit, but if I add you on fe- top you of might it, have felt that it was bullshit that you didn't more need bur- to. I feel like it becomes a burden to the marriage. So what you do is you internalize all of your feelings, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the personal things that you have going on, and you kind of just you mask it. And then you focus on the communication between the two of you, not realizing that you're making a mess. That's even that's so backwards because you need to know how I feel individually Mm -hmm. to understand why I may be reacting in a certain way as a couple or as a an item. Now, (laughs) I don't know if you've heard this before, but I've heard this from from men. And they would say, like, women always want you to talk about their feelings or, or, excuse me, talk about your feelings. They always want to talk. They want to talk, which is kind of like what it sounds like now. But if we, like, take a a step back and, you know, how we're advocates for counseling, that's basically all you're doing. So if you can take, like, the first step and talk to the person that you see on a daily basis or often enough that you're in a relationship with and you're trying to share or build something with somebody then why wouldn't you talk to that person? <laughs> Excellent question. <laughs> or statement or whatever you want to refer to it as. Because I want to know, like, have you heard that comment from, from men? And then, you know, before, what would your thoughts, like, yeah, they, all they want to do is talk? I mean, or? you've met my mother. You've met my sister. They talk more than anybody in the world on the planet. <laughs> and now I have a daughter who is following the following same Following right behind them. <laughs> so... It's it's so funny when you look at it. So I always tell people that I feel our relationship has gotten better mm-hmm. because of this podcast. Yes. Because we have to talk on the podcast. Yes. Um, we have to talk about the podcast to promote it. Yeah. How do we structure it? How do we get better? What are the topics? Blah, blah, blah. We're always talking. Right. When we're doing that, everything is great because we're always talking. Mm-hmm. Um. As a man, like you said, like you're told to suck it up. Yeah, be, just keep man it up, moving. Man just up, keep, you just, keep it's, moving. Life's gonna be okay. Bullshit. Right. So you can continue to do that, and you're eventually gonna blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's is different. Some people have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Some can brush it off after a day or two, or instantly. It just depends on what they're how they're 
Um, the mental is set up right. How do you cope with it? What are your outlets? You know, if you don't have an outlet, then you struggle with getting it off your shoulders. Right. So what I've learned is the more I talk about it, the easier it becomes <laughs> to understand what my problem is and how do I work to fix that problem. Right. Um, instead of internalizing it. You know, why don't you want to tell your best friend, the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, all of your struggles? Because as a black, specifically a yeah. black man, yeah. it's, it's shown as a weakness. Mm -hmm. If I have a problem, I am weak. Right. Which is absolutely false. That is that is false. Uh -huh. You're going to be weak when you have that mental breakdown. Right. Yeah. And the, for me to be weak, you need to know that so you know when to be strong for me. Right. Um, so me not talking <laughs> doesn't help anybody. Right. Uh, and, you know, that's what I've learned. I mean, it's. The more I talk about it, the easier it gets. And it's still not easy. You know, yeah. I've, we literally, she literally just found this out like just, a month ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't realize I, that, that I was really doing it until it was brought up in counseling, mm -hmm. you know, and I had a whole breakthrough and hella emotional, but <laughs> shit happens. But it, because it's a release off my shoulders to know that. Being vulnerable to my wife isn't a weakness. It's actually showing courage to show that, you know, I am man enough to show you that I have my own set of shit that I got to work on. And right. I need to be able to voice that to you because if I don't, then it's it just going to, oh yeah. man, it's going to continue. It makes it worse for us. Right. Instead of you having your own individual thing. Cause I know that's probably like what you're thinking. Like, okay, let me just hold this off from her because we got our own stuff we need to deal with. We got to get on, you know, on page with this, this, and this. I don't need to add one more thing to the pile. But it's kind of like, for me, it's like, okay, you're like, I'm dealing with this shit, this shit, and, sh and this shit. So I'm going to be like, well, what do you need for me to do? Right. And what I'm going to tell you. Nothing. nothing. Right. <laughs> I always say nothing when I probably need you to just hold my hand or like, give me a hug. Or just be like, if you can just. I, I know you don't want to hear this, but if you can just take over everything for the week and just let me just kind of like get through this week right. and then I'll help you come the weekend or whatever. Sure. That's fine. We have a plan. I already know. And, you know, in my mind, what I need to do, where I need to pick up that that's like me picking up, you know, and being strong for you. OK, I can do all of this. You just need to focus on that and, and we're good. Come the weekend and I'll get, you know, my partner back and, and then I get the help. Exactly. But instead, it's like, no, I'm not going to do anything in. I'm going to tell her I'm going to help her, but then actually just be like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. And so now, now we have an issue and then right. it's like, I don't, I'm not the understanding wife anymore because I don't really know the full picture of right. what's happening. And this is so like, I've, I've learned so much about this whole process is an outlet for me is socializing. Mm -hmm. And since I don't get to see all of my friends like that, and I'm not always out because we're always doing something family wise. Mm -hmm my phone and my group chats are me socializing. So that has become an outlet for me when it can look like it's negativity mm -hmm. towards a marriage or a relationship because you're taking time away. Now you got to control it on how much you do it. And I'm still working on that piece, yeah, but I, I feel think, like. I think you, well, let's take them back because I think from what you told me, you kind of like picked up this habit from the first marriage. Correct. So it's kind of like, you're not in a really good situation, so let me deep dive into things that make me happy, which is my friends and socialize with my friends. So then here comes the 17,000 chats. And so 
you kind of like after going through and coming out the other end of the first marriage, you still was holding yeah, I mean, on that was to still that. My, yeah. yeah, right, right. Absolutely. Now I'm in a really good marriage and now I have to find a balance because yeah. that is still an outlet for me mm-hmm. um, because it's therapeutic. It's, yeah. Because even though I'm texting, I'm still discussing, we're discussing how we feel about situations. Yeah, everything. Laughing. Your own relationship. Right. We talk about everything. So it's just as therapeutic as if I was talking to my wife. Right. But I got to find the balance to make sure that I'm not doing more of that than I am communicating with my wife. Or attention. Or, yeah, attention. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just the balance. You just have to figure that balance out. <laughs> yeah. Once I can figure out consistency, I can find a balance. So. Well, no, you figured out consistency. It's just. Well, once I can figure out execution yeah, <laughs> of being it, consistent. See, your thing is, like, even with school, you'll be inconsistent. And then you figure, I think your thing is you are used to working in the last seconds of the clock. Yes. I'm a, I was a huge procrastinator. No, not was. Kinda still am. I am a huge procrastinator. My name is Jonathan, and I am a <laughs> procrastinator. My name is Jonathan, yeah. and I'm a procrastinator. Yes, I'll take that as well. First, first objective is identifying that you have a problem. Second, do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me. This is I, and I pay for this shit now. Like for work. Like if I procrastinate at work, yeah. oh, I pay for it because. I'm trying to scramble and do a bunch of shit at one time and then I'm exhausted tomorrow or the next day that I got to present it or mm-hmm. some other bullshit when I should have had it done a week before because mm-hmm. I had a whole month to prepare. Yeah. So, yes, it's, it ebb and flows, right? Because I can do really good on one time uh, in one month and then the next month I could be in shambles. Because you aren't right. consistent. Right. So, the reason that I'm getting better at it is because I'm delegating. <laughs> so <laughs> the more I delegate, the easier it is for me to maintain the consistency and not try to do it all myself. So. Well, that too. But how does that work in the house? I, I don't have to do it all myself, but I need to make sure that I'm doing enough that suffices for what we both feel is required. Yeah, just, I mean, like for me, this is how I see it. Just like... The trenches, I guess you would say. So me being in the military, I have a battle buddy. And so you're my battle buddy for life. Okay? Right. So in the military, I did not get to pick my battle buddy. My battle buddy was assigned to me by our last names. You know, I'm Jordan, she's Jones. That's my battle buddy. You know what I'm saying? My battle buddy at the time of me going through basic training was shit. I hated her ass. (laughs) She was lazy. She was whiny. Everything, she was about to die. She she found ailments so she wouldn't have to participate. But she was still trying to eat cakes and shit. <laughs> and it's, but I am responsible for you. And you are responsible for me. And I hated her. I hated her. Because she you felt like she was she, taking advantage of it, right? Not taking advantage. She was the dead weight to our team. Because she wasn't being considerate for you. Well, that too. And just not, like... Put in, I'm putting in 50, you put in 50, come on. And she's like, I can't, we can't. Well, that's part of the selfish act, right? Because she should be looking out for you because that's part of yeah, the Yeah, like, let buddy. me just come on and get through this because it's not just me by myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. Like, okay, you're my battle buddy. So if you say, hey, 
battle. Like today I'm sick. Just go back. For example, we had to be, we had to dig ourselves a trench and we had to get in the trench and, you know, look out for the enemies or whatever. So when I ended up getting another one, <laughs> cause she ended up getting shipped home or whatever. But the, the, the next one I was assigned. Okay. So we did all of this. We set up camp. And so right after we did all of that, we were like, okay, how do you want to do the shift? Like, how are you feeling right now? Do you want to take first shift or do you want to take second shift? Because first shift, you're going to be up until, you know, uh, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning while I get to sleep. And then, of course, we'll switch until the morning. Right. So it's just like, well, how do you feel right now? Are you, like, way more tired than I am? Like, do you feel like you can stay up, you know, eight hours right now until? And she was like, you know, yeah. So, you know, you have those conversations. That's like us, like, communicating. Right now, I don't feel like taking the first shift <laughs> you know but you're not telling me you don't want to take the first shift you're saying you're going to take the first shift and then i just so happen to wake up and you're sleeping i'm like bitch we could be dead <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like what the fuck are you doing so i was like gonna like for people that are listening that's like a light bulb that goes off right it shows you that the communication about how i feel has to be consistent for me to make sure I'm being the proper battle buddy for yes. my wife. Yes. With everything. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, and, and I always tell you this, like, I've never gone off on you. Like, the reason why I don't tell you nothing, because you always yelling, you don't let, we don't have those conversations. Nope. <laughs> you just omit <laughs> to I not just don't tell. do it. And then maybe, it. maybe I'm just subconsciously. Thinking that it's going to happen for some You're just waiting for that shoe to drop. Right. <laughs> like the one day when, I tell her something. <laughs> three to four or five years. However long we've been doing this shit and the shoe still has not dropped. Has not dropped yet. Yet I'm still doing the same shit. So. Right. <laughs> God, I just, I should bury myself in trench and then bury myself. Bury yourself in trench. Then just push the dirt over me, baby. <laughs> See if I can figure it out. <laughs> so that that's how I've always looked at it. So I'm like, dang, I got this battle buddy again who doesn't want to do shit. <laughs> so now I'm glad I said it like that. So now you can see, like, if you tell me, like, just like how me and her was. So, so okay, you tired? Okay, well, then I'll stay up. I'll, you know, I'll suffer through. You go ahead and rest because at the end of the day, we need somebody looking out for us. Right. And this, this goes back to accepting the type of person you're going to be. Or you are. Yes. Or you're becoming. And I consistently have the battle with myself because the picture of who I thought I was going to be is not no. that person. Yeah. Because of what I do professionally now, that requires a different level of effort. Yes. A consistent level of effort, too, which is traveling, staying late, mm -hmm. or going to work early, staying late, mm -hmm. going to business dinners. Mm hmm etc impromptu leaving right impromptu like <laughs> traveling babe by the way i gotta go to portland tomorrow to, right. oh okay <laughs> right right so now she has to deal with those type of changes just then. those changes mm -hmm. immediately and me personally i'm like well i don't want to travel because i want to be able to spend that time with my wife and my kids and watch my kids grow up and do all the cool stuff but that's where the, the sacrifices will have to come into play and i'm gonna have to pick and choose the things that I really, really want to be a part of because of that requirement from right. me professionally. And I have been having that battle personally forever because one side of it, 
the grind never stops. Mm-hmm. Like at work, I'm I'm all the way in. I'm learning. I'm trying to be that guy. Mm-hmm. At home, I want to be that guy as well. Mm-hmm. But it's so much harder because of the requirement Behind from the other side. Yeah, right. And I think, too, because, again, you know, we're not bashing or anything, but you did not see that balance. So that's why I think the grind is so hard because you saw that grind so hard in him. Right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get that family balance so much from him as much as you did from the career. Oh, well, yeah. You, well, but I'm saying as a man, a man learns from another man. That's fair. And I am going to put this out there. No, that's fair. No, I mean, it's fair. I'm, but I know there's other people who may think otherwise. This they is my opinion. Mother. But a woman can't raise no man. I can't raise Matisse. I don't have a penis. I'm not a man. I can teach Matisse things. I would want him to know. But at the same time, it won't soak in because I'm not a man. And we emulate what we see from, you know, who we are. So if I had a daughter, boom. You know what I'm saying? I have a son. So I need for him to have daddy in his life to teach him these things right. for him to see this is how a man is supposed to be. I never been a man. <laughs> so I don't know what it is to not only walk in the shoes of a man, but to be a black man. Right. And the only person that can teach my son that is another black man, which is me. Ta-da! <laughs> and that's, just, and you know, my, my father's an amazing person and you know, he worked his ass off to make sure we didn't have to struggle. Mm-hmm. And he was there, you know, I think, when my parents divorced, it made it harder. Right. And but again, I think that the most important the times for me, right. Right. The most important times for me were the times that he wasn't there, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going into middle school, into high school. So now I'm going through puberty. I'm learning, you know, dating. Yeah. All of the things that you want to see in a man. But you're getting it. I don't have it. Mom. Now I'm getting it from my mother and my soon-to-be stepdad, mm-hmm. right, who wasn't a bad guy, but wasn't the man that I wanted to be. Right. Or I have ever envisioned on being. Right. So it was a struggle there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I should I probably never even had this conversation with my father. <laughs> um, or my mother. Um but, you know, that was a big piece that was missing for me. So yes, I missed a lot of the important time. Well I wanna say important time. Well not important time but, but just uh, that part. Right. That to was the most family. Right. Right. Because you 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 knew what it was to have a family. You seen that in your house and in that, my extended family. Right, but you just didn't have that puzzle piece to say, okay, once the man comes home, what the man does. Right. So, because everywhere else, like you said, you are the Messiah. You know that's why I call him at his job. Because, <laughs> but when you come home, it's like. I don't want to be the leader. I'm single and, <laughs> you know, like a kind of like, a, that's how I see like a bachelor. So it's like, yes, I have this family in this house with me, but I'm a bachelor. Right. Yeah. So I think just that's where it kind of falls apart. And so it's like, this is like you now, because, you know, your responsibilities are different from when we were dating to now, because it was just us, you know what I'm saying? And then Matisse came along and that was also different for you too, because, you know, with you and Kendall, y'all were together for the first two years. Yes. And then now you're back to having another child. Full time. Full time again. Then, when you had a break there. So it's kind of like you were back single, bachelor. And then you also have the, you know, I don't want to say part time, but uh, just for the. A percentage of the time. Just the purpose is, of this conversation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, okay. And then now. 
you know, my obligations are different. And now I've become this husband. And it's just like, this is a lot. That's how, that's, that's me being on the outside. So now with you not really having that blueprint, it's like you actually having your training wheels on because you have to set the ground for Matisse and Kendall because what you, what is already in your DNA because he got it from his daddy. He gave it to you. Of course, you'll give it to Matisse because that's what he'll see, you know what I'm saying, around him. Right. You know what I'm saying? But now you have to be the one to start the trend or break the cycle of. Right. So it is It is training wheels, right? Because mm-hmm. it started with me being a husband and a dad with Kendall mm-hmm. in the household with them. Mm-hmm. Separated, divorced. Now I'm back on my own, but I'm still a dad. Yes. So I'm, you know, I'm doing my percentage of the time. I'm playing my role mm-hmm. like I should be. Right. And we date. We have Matisse. Mm-hmm. And we're married. Mm-hmm. Not only do I have to be a husband, <laughs> I'm a full-time dad. Mm-hmm. Not just for somebody that's in my household, mm-hmm. but somebody that is not Outside. always in the house. Right. So I have to find the balance. I got to make sure I remember when I come home. Mm-hmm. Hey, babe, how was your day? Hey, Matisse, how was your day? Got a call, FaceTime Kendall. Mm-hmm. Kendall, how was your day? Yes. To be consistent doing that mm-hmm. requires a different mindset, mm-hmm. which is the mindset that I have worked on for a long time now, which I've gotten pretty decent at. I'm almost pretty consistent with making sure I'm communicating, not just within my own household, but with Kendall when she's not here. Right. So that's not as easy as people think. Especially no, when not. you come home and you don't want to do shit. Right. So if I come home and I don't want to wash a dish, I don't want to bathe a child. <laughs> I don't want to fold no damn clothes. I don't want to be intimate with my wife. Right. Oh, I just want to be left what makes alone. You think, right. Now, I definitely don't want to FaceTime. Right. So with the mindset, it affects not just you, you but it affects everything around you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that until it's too late and they've already buried themselves. Right. Or they've already made their bed. Right. Yeah. And then you're getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So, again, I'm probably one of the most self-aware individuals. I know what I suck at. (laughs) It's execution. It's just executing that shit. (laughs) And why is that so hard for you? Because I've never had consistency. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's, for me... I think it's not so much the consistency, but you never were held accountable for being. There it is. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Accountability. Yeah. For the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I hold myself very accountable um, professionally. Yeah. Personally. And I think that is just. Maybe I do, but. No. Maybe I've never had anybody challenge me like you do. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because I even relationships. Of any kind, no, I, this is my perception. Again, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> From when we had our, when we were building our friendship and I was learning like how you were and how you were seen, it was like, um, 
I don't want to call her the pretty boy, but that's kind of like how I, I see my dad. Like, he's the pretty boy. He got the money or whatever. And so all the girls, like, went after my dad because, you know, he can dress. He looks good. He plays drums, you know. And he could do whatever because he knew they wasn't really going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're going to get mad. You're going to cuss. And oh, I'm tired of this. But you don't ever go anywhere. And that's how I see you. <laughs> and it's like you've kind of been like the little dirt bag or whatever like that. <laughs> Some like a pimp. A slap. Some like a pimp. I keep a girlfriend. Right. <laughs> and of course you did, you know what I'm saying? One, you, you had money, whether it was from family or you had your own money because, you know, you work. And then, you know what I'm saying? You dress nice, handsome. And so it's kind of like I have a thinner line than somebody else to to kind of like you know what I'm saying to get away with stuff. Absolutely. And so yeah, you you caught me with Sharon, and then you say whatever you have to say to kind of like smooth it over. Yeah, they mad, but she ain't going nowhere, and that's the case. And so it's I don't maybe I never really viewed it like that. I'm my biggest thing was I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I also didn't know how to tell anybody that I was dating multiple people. Well, again, like I was saying, right. <laughs> you you got found out, right. and just because of however the female was, it wasn't like a thing where I'm gonna leave him. So I was like, yeah, I got in trouble, but I'm not being really held accountable for what nice. I did, right? And so I think that also kind of carried on maybe from your your mom because you are her like you her her only son, and you know how mothers have that relationship with their son and she, of course i know there's things that you don't do and probably that gets on her everlasting nerves but <laughs> there's certain things you know you can look away you can say something to your mom and then you be she, whatever just go and that worked and it's so <laughs> i plead the fifth <laughs> right and so <laughs> so it's been working for you this whole time. And then now it's like, it's not working. You're made to either show up or shut up. And it's like, I got to figure out what the fuck to do. <laughs> you know, this is like, yeah, and, it was, it's, and it's, it's happening everywhere. It was very aggravating at first. Yeah. I'm like, damn, she just checking me on everything. I don't like this. Don't like me. <laughs> I do. Re- I get A's on my test and I am failing <laughs> miserably right now. And, Part of it is not being held accountable in the proper way or in a way that allows me to change. Right. Right. So for me to change requires somebody checking me in a way that I understand. That is constructive to That you. is constructive, right. So yelling at me is not constructive. No. I'm not. I'm going to shut down He's going to shut all the way down, Jesus. And I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. Or I'm going to be super sarcastic and it's just going to make it worse depending on the person. So it has to be constructive for me to be responsive. And Ralph figured that out. Early. And she got really good at it. Because she knew, like, when she would respond, because she's very harsh. So she knew that the tone and the way she was talking to me. This is not about me. That shit did not work. (laughs) Yeah, because I would never yell at you, but it would come out very harsh and sharp. Yes, because you're Ralph. So... It was just the way she responded. She was just, you know, I was like, yeah, that's just not going to work. But she figured it out and she figured out how to communicate to me for me to retain it and to be like, okay, here's an area that I need to adjust because it's only going to make me better right? as a person. So 
you always have those inner demons, especially as a man, or you're fighting who you currently are or who you think you used to be that you still could be. Or who you think you are and you really aren't, but you're trying to be. Right. So people always, or men, you'll always hear a man say, yeah, I'm not ready because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that's not the hardest part. The hardest part is becoming that new person. I think that's really what it is. It is becoming yeah. a new person. You're not missing shit, bro. We've been in. The, I've been out here. I've been. I was in the streets long enough. <laughs> Trust me. Yes, and there's a lot of great women out here that will be a great fit for somebody. But obviously, all of them were not for me. Right. Um, but the biggest struggle for me was becoming the man that is expected of me from others as well as myself. I I know who I can and who I should be. The question is is how do I get to that? Get person? to that point. Yeah, how do you how do you get there? And that shit is harder than anything. I mean, it's harder than anything that I've ever had to do because the old me wasn't bad. And no. he was fun. Yeah. And he got all the time. He could do all the shit he wants to do. <laughs> the new me is like, "Hey, Wake Matisse up, wake Kendall up, make them go potty, make them <laughs> brush their teeth, make them wash their face, make them put their clothes on for school. Now you go get your ass ready if you haven't done it already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's the process of realizing that I'm not 25 Jonathan anymore. I'm 35 Jonathan. There you go. With a family, you know, and it requires me to be a different person. And I think it's like you said. A lot of people, for some reason, they get stuck on an age. Yes. And they don't grow past that age. No. You know what I'm saying? Some people are still 18, and but they're in the body of a 45-year-old. But their mind is still, I can do this. I can do this. Oh, you know, I can do this. And same thing with females. Like, we, some of them just get stuck on an age, and we just don't grow past that. And it's like, that is really hindering you from being the person who God wants you to be and who you're supposed to be. Right. So- you know? Late teens, into your 20s, throughout your 20s, you're discovering who you are as a person. If you're doing the work. If you're doing the work. Yeah. When you get to 30 and in your 30s, you're becoming that person. Yeah. Whether you want to or not. Whether you want to be or not. (laughs) And the more you fight it, the harder that shit is going to be for you. Yes, it is. And it is just going to continue. You're going to continue down that track to struggle until... You accept the path that God has laid for you. Just let it go and just let it happen. Let go and let God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because I don't know why, and I've heard this even from, um, you know, my dad. Like, he never wanted to be in a relationship with someone who was going to change him. But it's not changing. Like I said, I don't like to use that word. Why wouldn't you want to evolve? Right. Why wouldn't you want to? Because... I'm not the same person that I was at 18. I'm not the same person who I was at 22. I'm not the same person I was at 30. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the same person I was last year. Right. So if you can say that and be okay with that, then why wouldn't you want to be in a relationship with someone who's going to push that even further and make sure you continue on that track of being somebody better or being whoever you, you know, supposed to be. Right. It's the, it's the, it's the evolution, right? Right. So, um, People get stuck on the term, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-mm. But that's bullshit. I work in IT. This shit changes every day. Right. I can't have the mindset, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, because I have to figure out ways to optimize and strategize around being better at delivering. Right. If I'm, a, if I'm doing, I want to be a service provider to my customers, 
then I need to figure out how I get better at that. And obviously, time to market is if I can get this to this person in half the time, I've just optimized an entire organization. Right. The same shit should do. You should be doing that personally. Yes. How am I evolving to become a better person? You might not do it at the same rate as technology, but it should be every year you should be coming up with things like, oh, here are the areas that I, mm-hmm. I need to improve in. Or here's an area that I should just get rid of because it's not doing anything but holding me back. Like, I know I've asked you this question, even for my personal self, what I like to do. And even um, some of my closest friends, I've asked this question. What about me you don't like or feel that it needs to change? Because me being me every day, I may not see that. I may not see something I do unintentionally. But if I ask you, if I ask my friend Erica, if I ask V, Quita, if I ask any of my girlfriends and you and some other people, like, and y'all all are saying the same thing, I have to say, okay, this is the issue. Right. And I've never even seen it until they say, you know, said something to me. So, but if you've never reached out to your closest friends and family who are looking at you and say, hey, is there something about me that I may not know that I do that I probably need to change? <laughs> Because that's a hard question to ask somebody because at first they're going to be like, why? Right. <laughs> like, like, why are you asking me this? Am, exactly. I, like, am I going to get in trouble? And be like, no, no, I just need to know because, you know, my New Year's is coming up and I just want to be a better person. But that's a good question to ask somebody because it's like you asking your manager, where are my areas of opportunity that, that I can change? Because, you know, my career path that I'm looking at, I want to be here. And if there's some things I need to change, I need to go ahead and start making those changes so I can get there. Right. That's the same thing. As a person, I want to be as of a well-rounded person as possible. And I can't do that if I'm if my head is so stuck far out my ass <laughs> that I'm thinking, I mean, I, th- I think I'm good. Because yeah. <laughs> we all like, I think I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you can reference the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Same concept. Yeah. You can't do the same shit because it won't get you to the next level. No. You know, some some place, some areas it does work. Yeah, like can, in marriage and dating, like you have to continue to do that. Right, you got to evolve. If you're not evolving, then it's just gonna become stagnant, and then you're gonna go and your stale. separate ways. Yeah, you got to be willing to change. If you don't want to change, then you don't want to live a better life. Right. You want to live this boring shit forever. Forever. What other man feeling questions do you have? Man feelings? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, because, most, I mean, if I was asked you this when we first started dating, so like, I would not get these answers. <laughs> so, like, if a man is whining, is he called a mangina? Like, how does that work? <laughs> no, he's called a whiny bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what he's Got called. It. <laughs> well, that's what I call him. Why are you being a little whiny bitch? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I just thought that was good because, like I said, most... Black men are just like, hold, don't cry. <laughs> Do not cry. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't be talking about all your little feelings. And and I even in my younger years have been turned off because, you know, I've, I've heard that, like, you know, a man supposed to be like this and this and this, like, you know, it's a man's man. But then if I was to meet a guy who was very nice, um, you know, a gentleman and, this and the third, but he was too expressive of his feelings. I'm like, what? It's like he's acting like one of my girlfriends. It's a balance. 
Yeah, it is a balance. Right. But it, again, you, then you get into marriage, <laughs> you realize that's necessary. It is. <laughs> like being a man's man is being vulnerable and being vocal, ex- explaining where your areas of improvement or opportunities are. Because that's the only way you can find a balance between you and your spouse. As a as a man in general, you know, you're told to do certain things. You're told to uphold a certain way. Now, as a black man, it's very different. It's just you got to carry yourself differently. You got to be confident. You don't want to be too cocky because, yes, life is humbling and your ass can get humbled immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately. That's professionally. That's by a woman. It don't matter. Please believe you can. Well, be, you would hope it would come from either one of those, except from God, because if He right. do it, or Jesus. or God, <laughs> if I've he been humbled. I've been humbled by Him a few times. <laughs> I mean, it's and it's that's the process of life. Like you just gotta be prepared, but at the same time, don't feel like you know you gotta be super like ah, I can do it all myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stop me. Blah blah blah. Bullshit. I feel like I'm one of the most mentally stable people, and at times I feel so unstable <laughs> <laughs> because is, I try I to because <laughs> I try to put I used to try to put so much on yourself on myself and mm-hmm. internalize so much, and the more and more that I realized that I didn't have to do it by myself, the better and better I got as a person. Yes. So not just as a man, but as an individual. And for some reason, you're starting all over because you got married. And I'm starting all over again because <laughs> I have a wife who has who holds me accountable rather than letting me do what I want to do. <laughs> it is funny, too, because sometimes he would say that. I would ask him, so he's like, just let me do what I want to do. Every morning I wake up and it's cold like I'm in a trench. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining outside right and now. What, and what do I do when you tell me that? What? I'm like, just let me do what I want to do. I laugh. <laughs> because... It's funny because <laughs> you really be upset. And I'm like, you really think I'm going to let you do this? No, I'm I'm going to let you do what you're supposed to right. do. <laughs> Why are you always on me? Let me <laughs> yeah, live. That's it. Yeah, let me live. Let me live. <laughs> you are living. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like even tonight, like we are, we are actually doing this podcast late. <laughs> yeah. She's going to edit this shit right after we yeah. hang up. Right. Yeah. But. He was saying, I am tired. <laughs> I am tired. So I'm like running around trying to hurry up and do everything so he can go to bed. But that's the communication now that he's trying to do because otherwise he would have been here with attitude. And I'm like, well, what, the, what is wrong with you? Nothing. And Let, even tired. Let's just go. And even while tired, I put the tree up. You did. And I put you, some stuff outside for Christmas. I put up else? the blow up stuff. What else? Starts with an L. Oh, I, I I washed that last pile of clothes to add to that big ass pile in the guest room <laughs> that ones. we're gonna fold throughout the week. Yes. You know, I still I still did my certain things that I knew that I could do, even if I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I think she was appreciative. I was. It. I definitely was. Um, and I didn't complain. I was like, "Look, you I'm did. tired. I need you to hurry up because." We got record and I need to go to bed. And I was like moving because right. I understood he was tired. And I'm like, but that communication, you see, that helps because then I'm going to make sure. Let me put some fire to my butt because I know he wants to get in bed. So just go ahead and get in bed and I can do everything else myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll, you know, I can sacrifice staying up and doing whatever else needs to be done. And then you just go ahead and get in bed. But that's that communication. Right. Because you only got 18 days left. Mm, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? Is that right? 18? Yeah. Sh- shout out. Because I'm getting my free papers. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a free slave. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, you will be. Yeah. That's what that's what you did back then. Like once you got your papers, you had that little card that said that you were free. So if you got stopped, you'd be like, no, uh, uh, no, 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 <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> T minus eighteen days. Yes, and I'm not even acting like I have eighteen days. Like I'm not in there being um, ignorant. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Which I want to do, but I'm not, <laughs> not going to do that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but until then. Um, how did you feel about this? <laughs> I mean, this was good. I mean, I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate. Um, a lot of means. They should. I mean, some people might not even want to talk about it, but this is shit that you need to discuss. If you got a problem and you're internalizing that shit, mm-hmm. you better open your mouth and speak to somebody. Especially yeah. if you're in a relationship. Good God. You owe them that. Yeah, at I least. Mean, you, you owe them it. The the free communication, right? That you got to be able to talk to them, especially if it's something that you feel like can go the long, the long, long haul. haul. Mm-hmm. So, well, I appreciate all your efforts to making this a better marriage for me. <laughs> <laughs> just you, just me. Because <laughs> it's all you, babe. It is. Happy wife, happy life. This is as true. they say. This is. Do you not see this working out? Sometimes. You mean something? I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, but well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the man. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. Take, 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 take. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I hope y'all enjoyed this, and I guess until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.